It's Wednesday of the fourth week of Lent, and it's the Feast of the Annunciation. Welcome to today's Lentcast. This is Father John Zulsdorf. The Roman station today is St. Paul's Outside the Walls. St. Paul, a Roman citizen, could not be crucified, so he was beheaded near Rome on the road that goes to the port city of Ostia at a place called the Three Fountains, about two miles to the south of the center of Rome. His humble tomb swiftly became a site of a shrine and then a basilica built by Constantine the Emperor in the 4th century. There was a mile-long covered portico or walkway from the edge of the city out to the basilica to help pilgrims make the trip more easily. On the 15th of July in 1823, the basilica burned from the façade to the triumphal arch within. Some workmen had left embers from a fire on the roof. Gregory XVI made an appeal to the whole world to help with the rebuilding of the place because essentially the church was broke and gifts and money came in from all over the world. During the year dedicated to St. Paul, 2008 and 2009, archaeologists found the marble sarcophagus of the apostle beneath the main altar. In the tomb were bone fragments dating to the first century and remains of cloth of purple, the imperial color, with gold threads, very like the cloth that was found wrapped around Peter's bones under St. Peter's Basilica. In ancient times, catechumens would be called by name to come forward where the priest would put salt in their mouths, which is still part of the traditional form of baptism. Then they had to leave the church. When they were summoned in again during Mass, they knelt as a cross was traced on their foreheads by their sponsors. This was repeated three times. Before the Gospel, they had the epitha, or ears-opening ritual, to open the catechumens up to receive the spiritual message of the Word. The creed was sung in Greek and Latin, while an acolyte held a hand over their heads, and they were taught the Our Father for the first time. Then they were sent away before the sacrificial part of the Mass began. As we move through Passion Tide towards Easter, try to recapture something of the spirit of a catechumen. From Daughter Zion by Joseph Ratzinger The Annunciation to Mary happens to a woman in an insignificant town in half-pagan Galilee, known neither to Josephus nor the Talmud. The entire scene was unusual for Jewish sensibilities. God reveals himself where and to whom he wishes. Thus begins a new way, at whose center stands no longer the temple, but the simplicity of Jesus Christ. He is now the true temple, the tent of meeting. The salutation to Mary is modeled closely on Zephaniah three fourteen to 17 Mary is the daughter Zion addressed there, summoned to rejoice, informed that the Lord is coming to her. Her fear is removed, since the Lord is in her midst to save her. Laurentin makes the very beautiful remark on this text, 
As so often, the word of God proves to be a mustard seed. One understands why Mary was so frightened by this message. Her fear comes not from a lack of understanding, nor from that small-hearted anxiety to which some would like to reduce it. It comes from the trepidation of that encounter with God, that immeasurable joy which can make the most hardened natures quake. In the address of the angel, the underlying motif in the Lucan portrait of Mary surfaces. She is in person the true Zion, toward whom hopes have yearned throughout all the devastations of history. She is the true Israel, in whom Old and New Covenant, Israel and Church are indivisibly one. She is the people of God, bearing fruit through God's gracious power. <laughs>